Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Second Take Cinema. We are coming at you today from the glorious Impala Films headquarters in sunny Southend-on-Sea. And today, today we are going back to high school. We are going back to high school, brother, in a big way. Uh, an American high school, so different to our high school, but, you know, same thing. We are rewinding to ye old year of 2004 as we give a second take to Mean Girls. Sorry, that's the bill. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are talking about the 2004 Mean Girls. Who are we? My name is Jamie Evans. I am your usual host. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Rory Jocelyn. Hello, everybody. So. Batch. Batch. Biatch. Yeah. I prefer Batch. Batch. I think Batch came later, didn't it? But Batch. Batch. I was just going to say Batch over everything. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about <laughs> mean girls. You're a mean girl. <laughs> You're a mean girl, man. I'm a mean girl. Um, this is a film from 2004. Uh, it was made on a budget of $17 million and made $130.1 million. It is written by Tina Fey of Saturday Night Live and 30 Rock fame, directed by Mark Waters, uh, produced by Lorne Michaels. I did not know that. He is the main guy behind Saturday Night Live. Nice. Uh, and it stars Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Tim Meadows, Anna Gasteyer, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Lacey Chabert, and Amanda Seyfried. Loads of people who went on to become quite actually big. Yeah. Uh, Amanda Seyfried was in In Time, which is a brilliant, brilliant cyberpunky yeah. sci-fi. Mamma Mia. She's in Mamma Mia. That doesn't count. Uh, I hate that film. She's also in Veronica Mars. I, although I think actually she, Veronica Mars either was around the same time as this or just before this, actually. Right. She is the main mystery of the first season. She is the murdered girl. Interesting. Um, so we'd, we'd seen the one who, woman who played Gretchen before in Lost in Space. Lost in Space, yep. Yeah. Uh, after this, she was in... The 2006 remake of Black Christmas. Mm -hmm. I have to specify 2006 because Black Christmas has been remade about four times at this point. Jeez. Oh, uh, yeah, which is a bit ridiculous to be honest. Mm. But oh well. And I've only seen the original and the 2006 one. I haven't seen the newer ones. Um, it's actually loosely adapted from a book called Queen Bees and Wannabes by Rosalind Wiseman. And just taking a little look down here to the reception of the movie. Um, so in its opening weekend, it grossed $24.4 million. Um, 
and had a largely positive uh, critical review. Critics lauded Lohan and McAdams' performances and labelled the film as Seafried and Kaplan's breakthrough roles. Yes, I forgot to mention Lizzie Kaplan's in this. Uh, so Lizzie Kaplan played Janice. Um, she's actually gone on to have quite a steady career on TV. I've seen her in loads of things. Um, she's also in Cloverfield, I do believe. Okay. Um, yeah, I think she's actually like the most known actor in Cloverfield, at least in the first Cloverfield at the time. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 84% uh, with the site's critical consensus reading, elevated by a brilliant screenplay and outstanding ensemble cast, Mean Girls finds fresh, female-fronted humour in the high school experience. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave it three out of four stars, writing, in a wasteland of dumb movies about teenagers, Mean Girls is a smart and funny one. Um, so- I have two things I want to raise quickly. Uh, number one is just a point of interest. When they, because you said it was based largely on a book, loosely, loosely on a book. Sorry. So it's come. It comes down to titles. Uh, it's interesting that it seems to be with films. The shorter the title, generally, will be the one they go with. Something that's short, sweet, punchy. But with books, they go the opposite way. Usually, they have long ass titles. Mm. So this is Mean Girls. The book it's loosely based on is Queen Bees and their wannabes. wannabes. Um, of course, the best you know what the best example of this is don't is you? Blade Runner and yeah. Do You Dream of Electric Do, uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Yeah. Um, there's but there's a lot of uh, books that when they turn into movies, they go from some long ass name into something really short. Mm. Even uh, like sometimes with series as well, Game of Thrones. The the original book is you know a tale of ice a and song fire. of ice and fire. Yeah, so much longer title, and then they've got subtitles to those. But Game of Thrones is not the name of the books. Well, so, yeah. So, then, well, so Game of Thrones is the first book, right? But the series is called A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, they obviously thought that. They obviously but thought that is... sounded too fantastical because what Game of Thrones yeah. did that that I think is what led to Game of Thrones being so successful, um, and the book largely does this as well. That first season of Game of Thrones, there's not much actual fantasy, fantasy in it. It's yeah. very historical, fit, other than the fact it takes place in Westeros. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can clearly see that Westeros is based on England, yeah. and you can clearly see that. Robert Baratheon is meant to be Henry VIII. Like, that's a very clear comparison. Yeah. Um, and what they do so... Because what, what made Game of Thrones so successful is they captured the crowd who would usually look at fantasy and go, that's oh, no, that's or... not for me. Yeah. Because that's why I watch. Because I don't really like... You know I don't like high fantasy, like swords and sandals fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what got me into Game of Thrones was it looked like a... Historical drama thing. And yeah. I'm not going to lie. I know it's sometimes the stupidest things bring you into a into a show or a film. The Iron Throne just looked cool as fuck. It was awesome, and I was like, I want to. I kind of want to see what the deal is with this Iron Throne. Yeah, like. But it's 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 just it. Is that a marketing thing, or is it just that usually writers will like? It, it, is it because the market is so different? I'll tell you what it is that. You, you have long-ass titles for books and then short-ass titles it's, for films. What I think it is, and I could be wrong, 
But what I think it is, is that the assumption is that only smart people or literary people read anymore. Right. Whereas films, you are usually, usually you are aiming for the largest market you can possibly get. Right, gotcha. So it's short and sweet, straight to the point. If it's something we could just say on a poster. Because, like, they don't really do movie trailers anymore. Do well, they? they do movie, uh, trailers. movie trailer voices, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But so back when they I was going to say, it's like Mean Girls. Mean girls. Whereas going, what was it? Queen Bees Queen and Wannabees. Yeah, Queen Bees and Wannabees. It's not the same, is it? No. It's like Dodgeball. Dodgeball. The Terminator. Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, and Blade Runner. Whereas. <laughs> This summer, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger versus the Predator. Yeah, that's but just it, Predator, isn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't do just. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't work. Do androids dream of electric sheep? You'd be like, yeah, mate, trim that shit yeah, down. But Blade Runner. Blade Runner. It's yeah. It's very strange. That I just find it very odd. But you're probably right. It's to do with the assumption of intellect for people who read books versus. The assumption of stupidity, maybe, or yeah. lowest common denominator as an yeah. audience reach, uh, because obviously the, well, the cost of production way, is so much higher for a film. Put than it a this book. way: we are talking, and this is—I know I defend Marvel sometimes, but this is one of the dumbest decisions Marvel ever made. In in our country, in the UK, the fir- what's the first Avengers film called, Rory? It's the Avengers. No, it's not in in Britain. That's the thing. It's not. In in the US, the title of the film is The Avengers, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and it is everywhere else in the world, except the UK. Oh, isn't it Avengers Start Game? It's Avengers Assemble. Because back because back in the 60s, we had a different yes, show, a called, the show called The Avengers. Yeah. And they thought people would get confused. Well, you know, I think Iron Man was in the 1960s uh, British Avengers TV show. Like, just call it Marvel's The Avengers, then. Or so, no one's yeah. going to get confused with a 60s TV show that's not been on the air. I mean, I know they made that one-off film in 1998, but it bombed anyway. Yeah. So no one knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> no one knows. You know just what? Just call it the, Aven- the Avengers. I would have put all the Avengers inside of, like, a school sports group, like, hall. Had them had to sit there and listen to uh, what's his name with the patch over his eye, Nick Fury. Yes, it just giving them like just telling them off for something like they kind of like they do in Mean Girls mm. and just call it Avengers Assembly. We've talked about this, Rory. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's talk about but, Mean Girls. Well, my other question um, about this is, is in your intro, you stated we are going back to high school. Mm. This is actually our third film that you um, all three are your suggestions where we're going back to high school we did detention we yeah. did american pie now we're back again for mean yeah. girls you you can't that, that is a theme i've noticed certainly in your well, comedies uh you, yeah you do you do enjoy a lot of the high school era well th- comedies. Th- these are all comedies i watched growing up of course um because obviously with the with what second take cinema is mm. a lot of these are films i watched growing up Oh no, I appreciate um, that. It's just, it's, it, I just find it interesting that like we've we've not actually done a lot of episodes per se yet. No, but three of them already are high yeah. school comedies. Yeah, I know it's weird, isn't it? Um, but all very different, I will say. They're like yeah. they're not you. I, you couldn't confuse them as the same film. No, they all no. have very different styles. Um, obviously, there American- are there are a lot of high school set films that I like. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm wondering. I, I, I'm, it's kind of. I, I wonder if. I mean, I don't know if you had a particularly good time at school or not, but at least that you had. You, you obviously have a an interest in an idealized version well, of that. I think it is all to do with the age, though, because, like I said, these are all from when I grew up. Yeah. I actually can't think of any high school set things since I've been sort of 25 and over. Right. I can't really... Th- the only high school th- set thing that I've seen that I really liked was uh, a couple years ago, there was a film that came out with H- Hayley Steinfeld and Woody Harrelson in it called The Edge of Seventeen. Right. Uh, that wasn't a comedy, though. That was a drama with some humour in it. Um, and I quite liked that. Uh, that was a high school thing, and I was probably 26, 27 when that came out. I'd say Detention was probably a late one for you as well, because that came out in 2012. Uh, I so saw only det- about 10 years old. I saw Detention when I was in my second year of uni. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, because it became... You were still in your second year at uni in 2012? Yeah, I finished uni in 2013. Um, we, yeah. we I went finished off. uni in 2004. The year this came out? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so we had four films, hang on, yeah, we had four films Mm. that were on heavy rotation in my student house, all through my second and third year, that we literally watched over and over and over again, and they were Detention, Reefer Madness, Drive Angry, and Army of Darkness, I'm not joking, I think Melian and Kev watched Army of Darkness every weekend for something like 12 weekends straight. Wow. Um, And every weekend we invited someone new round who hadn't seen it. (laughs) And by the end of like the second year, I had nearly my entire film class. I could go in and say something to them like, um, this here is my boomstick. And they would know what I was talking about. Nice. Um, yeah, I have a good way of manipulating people into enjoying the media I like. Yeah. Hence, the, hence the entire existence of this show. Um, um, so let's talk Mean Girls. Yes, obviously, let's get onto the subject uh, itself. I, I obviously put Mean Girls in. Mm. Uh, I first saw Mean Girls, I would have been about 14. Uh, my sister got it on DVD when it, right. was, when it first come to DVD. And it was one of those things where I, d- I know I know some people grow up differently, but the way I grew up, um, me and my brother and sister share. We had to share a lot of stuff. You know, my my parents couldn't afford loads of stuff, so we had the one DVD player and the one TV. Um, and we used to actually watch films together a lot, me, Jody, and John. Um, uh, it's sad that we don't do that anymore. I, mean, I haven't even seen my brother and sister in. Yeah. Well. Less than a year for my sister, but I haven't seen my brother in like four years or something. Um, I haven't spoke to him in about three years. Uh, But anyway, um, this was one of the ones where this used to happen to me a lot as a kid. My sister would some they'd buy something and I'd be like, "I'm too old for this. What fucking this will be girly film. It's gonna be terrible." I loved it. Uh, I also did the same thing when my brother got Kingdom Hearts for the PS2, and I was like. Fucking baby games got Disney and it's gonna be terrible. And then I I had to go on it and was like, I love this. <laughs> I love everything about this. This is brilliant. Um, 
yeah, I really liked Mean Girls. Uh, it di- it didn't hurt that it's got loads of attractive girls in it. Yeah, I was I was fourteen at the time. Like obviously now I'm a grown man. I'm not looking at them and being like, oh, all the actresses uh, were in their twenties. We think. <laughs> We're not sure, so we're going to be safe. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, okay, come fine. Rory, step away from the underage girl. <laughs> um, but no, so I, I initially was like, oh, no, this is going to be girly, it's going to be crap. I ended up loving it. I thought it was so funny. And it's one of those films, and I'll get into this, because obviously the point of Second Take Cinema is sometimes it's a film we didn't like and we want to see if we've changed. Sometimes sure. it's a film we really like and we want to see if we've changed. I was a little worried I might have grown out of this film. Uh, but I'm actually very happy to say, um, I still get, I still got something new out mm. of this. This is probably the, this is probably like the fiftieth time I've watched this film, um, and I still picked up on something new in it. It's your wild hogs. Um, well, I have a few films like that. Yeah. Um, f- I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street. When I wrote my dissertation, so my dissertation was on Nightmare on Elm Street, and. They they actually warned us. I don't know if they did the same when you did your dissertation. For what? But, oh, you didn't do film studies, did you? No. You did theatre and product management or something? I did three-dimensional product design at yes. college. And then I went to university and got a degree in acting direction. Ah, right. Yeah. Um, well, you still have to do a dissertation though, right? No. Or did you just do like a live performance? Uh, so, oh no, there was a dissertation. I I never remember my dissertation. I got a merit, so that's fine. But right. uh, but yeah, no. With the dissertations, um, they always the advice we always got given was do not do your favorite film. You'll be tempted to do your favorite film, but then you've Don't got to do shit it on it at some point. Well, no, they were saying it will make you hate it oh. because you will have to watch it over and over and over again. You have to pick it apart. I ignored this advice as I am wont to do. And I did Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was absolutely thrilled to find that it didn't destroy my enjoyment of the film at all. It increased it. Because you had to actually study how they did what yeah, they were doing. Yeah, I like rediscovered Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. Because I was coming at it from a psychology point of view. Because I did my dissertation on the on how you can apply psychological theory to the Elm Street franchise. Nice. Um, so lots of Freud young things like that um and it it greatly increased my appreciation for certain definitely for the first one but for some of the lesser sequels i gained more of an appreciation like elm street 2 i always was of the opinion that elm street 2 was like the shit one like the really shit one like the worst one i really like elm street 2 now now because of the dissertation yeah, like now I've really looked at it and looked at all the themes and the fact that actually it was trying to do something different. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, the reason we got onto that was because I was saying that I'd seen something new in Mean Girls. Um, and it, uh, for me, it was the the intricacies of just how evil... Regina George is in this film. Yeah. Uh, to a point where I actually feel now like I would consider her one of cinema's great villains. Like, I mean, she's... I mean, she's not got much on the Joker. I mean, she, no, I know <laughs> she's not that sort of a villain. 
But you know, because not all villains, like when you look at like AFI's list of like the hundred best villains, they're not all like evil, murderous people. You get people like Nurse Ratchet is widely considered oh, one Nurse of the Ratchet best villains. Is a brilliant villain. I kind of feel like she's up there, man. Yeah, like she's she's so manipulative. Uh, I think maybe she gets away with it on those lists. Is probably because unlike most of those villains, like Nurse Ratchet never gets a comeuppance. Yeah. There is something of a comeuppance for Regina in this film. So yeah. let's put spoiler alerts now because this comes to the towards the end of the film. Yeah. She gets hit by a school bus yeah. and is paralysed in the spine. Temporarily, it would seem. Yeah. But she's got to wear like a neck brace for the final um, yeah. big, uh, what's it called? Prom. Prom. I never had one of them. Uh <laughs> But that, yeah, she has a big prom yeah. and she's got the neck brace on. And even though she's still kind of a bitch, it, uh, towards the end she actually softens off, doesn't yeah. she? She becomes more of a normal person again. Yeah. Um, um, and I think one of the one of the fun things about Mean Girls, it, well, first of all, let me just say that got me the first time I watched it when she gets hit by the bus and it just goes, and that's how Regina George died. I was like, <laughs> what? what? I, was like, I didn't see that coming. Honestly, when they said that, I was the same. I was like. Have we actually killed the main girl? Like, yeah. the main villain girl, I suppose. Yeah. It was like, what? Then, this was like, then it's basically, it's a fake out, isn't it? But, yeah. Um, but what but I was going to say But the way that was, bus hit her, she would be dead. Yeah, yeah, she would, she would explode. There was, there's the no way she would have just out. been needing a bit of a fucking... At some point, we will watch Bride of Chucky. And in Bride of Chucky, there is a bit where a guy gets hit by a bus literally the same way she does except in Bride of Chucky he literally explodes like a water balloon when it hits him well, that's what happens if you jump in front of a train you lit- you explode yeah the, 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 the force of it hitting you it bursts the body open which is why if, uh, train drivers who ever go through that they have to- they get mandated time off and shit and yeah. uh not surgery, what am I talking about? Uh, therapy therapy because yeah. it's it's traumatising to see yeah um but Mean Girls rings quite true to me in a sense because so my school never had literally cliques as well defined as this. I think very few schools do. They're super in American films are super clicky. But I did. I get think that. they exaggerate them in these yeah. films. So like, I'm sure there's plenty of jocks in mm. America uh, in American schools. But I mean, we we we're shooting in the dark with these guesses. But like, I can't imagine that it's always so clear cut. Yeah. That the jocks always sit on the same tables, always wear the college jackets, and are just sitting there going, oh, bro, yeah. all but, fucking day, every day yeah. for three, four years. But like these, <laughs> like these characters do, when they graduate to being seniors, they all become more sensible, and you see at the end that they're kind of all coexisting. Uh, but yeah, um, so as someone who's never seen this film before, um, how, how, how did it play as a first time for you? I mean, I'll be honest, high school drama, even drama deeds, aren't really my jam. They don't really speak to me in the same sort of way. Um, And bear in mind, obviously, when these came out, you were growing up with them. I was already 18 when this film came out. So I'd already grown up and had enough of this shit. Um, But it wasn't too far, like, you know, it it was about the time where I started going into drama school and getting... The drama from there. Mm. So I was like, I'm already living this shit. I don't want to watch it on TV. Um, that being said, um, despite the fact that the genre on a whole is not generally my bag, this is a good one. Mm. Um, it's. I didn't laugh out loud as much as I was hoping to, yeah. but I've always heard this is a good one. 
and it didn't disappoint on that front. Yeah. I like the fact that she goes into the revenge on Reg- like revenge because she's okay. So the main character, Lindsay Lohan's character, starts off. She's kind of a goody two shoes from a family who've travelled back from Africa. Yeah, she's always um, been homeschooled up to this point. Yeah, uh, white Africans, I guess they are, but all of them have American no, accents. No, 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 they are American, right. but her parents are research anthropologists. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they've been in Africa for several years on a research trip. Yeah, but haven't lost any of their accents. Uh, well, you, you don't. Um, <laughs> oh, some people do. Your, some people absolutely do. What, uh, apparently, if you move somewhere... Children probably would. Apparently, any if you move... To be fair, she would. You are right. Apparently, the cut-off age is three. If you move somewhere before you're three, you will pick up that accent, apparently. Well, I've seen people who move somewhere when they're at... Like, people moved up from north down to south where we are, yeah. and they obliterate their own accent. Um, apparently you have to make a conscious effort for that. Okay. Now it does, because that's like John Barrowman. You know, John Barrowman is Scottish, yeah. but he moved to America and everyone was taking the piss out of his accent. So he, so he made a conscious thing. accent to get an American accent. Oh, fair enough. And now apparently can barely remember how to go back to his Scottish. Right. Because he literally lives his life in the American, even when he's like not on TV. Right. Um, I know for me, like I feel like my... I don't know though, because sometimes people hear me and straight away go, fucking hell where are you from um but i I feel like my accent softens a little when i've been down in essex for longer yeah and then whenever i go home i feel like i come back and it has strengthened again and i'll suddenly come back and just be like oh what's going on down here (laughs) well someone uh i had a a visitor from a male visitor and not like that uh from no not like that um from oh, is it some Eastern European country? Romania, no, Latvia, Bulgaria, Bulgaria. And uh, he said <laughs> when he was over, he was like, "Rory, your accent's really weird, like really strange, it's really different." I was like, "We're in Essex, like where I grew up." Like, <laughs> what is that? No, no, you kind of sound more South South African. Right. And I was like. Mate, and I had to text a couple of my friends because I've got a couple of friends who were South African, and we always take the piss out of me. Trying to do a South African accent is very inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the joke. And I was like, someone thinks I sound South African. And they're like, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, you don't. You don't. My, I don't no, I don't. No, and my boss, bear in mind, my this boss is someone is who's African. not a native English speaker anyway, yeah. hearing my accent and thinking it sounds like someone else. Um, but no, with with so she, she goes to this new school in America. Mm. Uh, the cliques are already established. So she's obviously joining midway through a year. And then uh, she... Kind of gets because she's pretty. She gets invited to join the Plastic Girls, which are basically the the posh, well, the the, the popular girls. The popular girls, uh, popular because they're hot. And she start because she's originally made friends with like a goth chick and a gay guy. Yeah. And they decide, well, we hate Regina, the main uh, Plastic Girl. So now you're in with her. You know, you you can do espionage, uh, get details from them, and we can use it to ruin Regina's life. Mm. And what ends up happening, which I I didn't, I I kind of expected that it was just going to be a little bit more straight in that she'd find dirt on Regina and then maybe there'd be a bit at the end. It was like, Regina has actually got such a hard life and it would try and reverse itself that way. What it does instead, I thought was more interesting, which is where actually your main character 
turns into the plastic girl that she's been trying to take the piss out of. Yeah. And then to the point where it becomes very hard to really tell the main differences between them. Yeah. Uh, in personality, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was an interesting twist. Uh, yeah. Not not too left field, but it's it was more interesting than what I thought it was going to yeah. go with. I like that the, the actual title is kind of layered because obviously the... Uh, and this only occurred to me this time because I've always gone to it and just been like, oh yeah, the the mean girls are the plastics, obviously. Mm. But actually, they're all mean girls. Everyone in the school. Uh, Janice is really mean. Like she admits, doesn't she? Yeah. She's like, at least I know I'm mean or something like that. Yeah. You're pretending to be innocent. Um, but all the girls, they have that. Um, after the uh, the truth of the the book comes out. Yeah. Uh, everyone's called to the assembly hall and it turns out that all the girls have been just really nasty to each other the whole time because they're all having to apologise for shit in front of each other which was an interesting choice because it showcased how women often are their their own worst enemy detracting from each other the one downside I do give this film is that while obviously that's in there to show that women are often their own worst enemy and that actually they need to help prop each other up rather than uh, pull each other down yeah. it doesn't it doesn't have the grace to sort of extend that to the men yeah so the so, men are always jokes yeah. apart from the hot guy yeah. uh, and it's like really so you take the piss out of the short indian guy because he's a short shit rapper, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You take the piss out of the fat guy because he farts. You take the piss out of the the uh, the mathletes on the other team because, earth, they're mingers. Yeah. The- and it's like, it's funny. This doesn't extend past yeah. the gender barrier, it's, it's the Tina one, Fey. Yeah, it's the one part of the film that doesn't work, which is that, you know, you get this very positive message about how difference is good. We shouldn't mock each other for our differences. And just because you call someone fat doesn't make you any skinnier you know doesn't make you feel any better about yourself but then but then they go to the mathlete competition and straight away there's this thing about oh yeah they all look like fucking dorks yeah and it's Um, tina fey herself yeah in the character basically none of them are hot yeah none of them are hot so you don't have you you don't have to be nervous none of them are hot it's like oh oh is that important I thought the whole point of this film was that actually, well, you know, looks shouldn't be that important versus personality, but now it doesn't matter because yeah. it's guys. Yeah. It was 2004. We hadn't realised that men had feelings yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, I'm crying. I think the, the, the biggest... This is an example of film, because I, I love this film. I think it's a great film. Mm. It's had a massive cultural impact. It definitely I mean, has. I, I'd, I'd seen some of the memes that have come from it. Yeah. And, and I've never seen the film before. No, and they're still used today, and the film turns 20 next year. Yeah. Um, I think it's a case of you get this sometimes where they manage to capture lightning in a bottle. Everything just happens to work out for this film. Yeah, it I think if they tried out to make exact- a sequel, it would suck. They did make a sequel, and it, I, I've it never sucks. seen it, but apparently it's <laughs> trash. Yeah, It came out at exactly the right time, I feel. Mm. It's the exact right cast. 
by pure luck. Because remember, just like two years or so after this, Lindsay Lohan went off the fucking deep end. Yes. Like, they had to get her at this point in her career. You could make the argument she went off the deep end because of the success this film gave her. Because this kind of, like... It launched her quite high into the stratosphere. Yeah, I mean, she'd been around before this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she became, for a little... For a couple years after this, she was in everything. She was in Freaky Friday. Uh, She was in fucking Herbie. They tried to make Herbie work (laughs) again. I haven't heard of that film, fucking Herbie. Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> do, do you know about Herbie? Yeah, I know Herbie. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the you, Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bruce Campbell's in one of them. Is he? Yeah. Oh, no, uh, Bruce. He, he's the main character in one of them, which I'm pretty sure is the one that's Isn't won. that Herbie? Herbie's the main character. He's Herbie. But he's the main guy. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I'm pretty sure he's in the one that's widely regarded as the worst one. It doesn't surprise I think, me. I think there's a bit in it. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure there is a bit where Herbie the car gets literally cut in half whilst driving, splits apart, still moving forward, splits apart, and Bruce Campbell is, like, doing the splits between both halves, and, like, with the strength of his legs, like, pulls the car back together, (laughs) and somehow (laughs) welds it back together. Um, I I might be making that up, but I'm fairly certain. Right. Um, The other, the really, the thing that really needs shouting out here uh, is Tina Fey, and it's the strength of this script, it's a very well-paced script. Yeah. I feel like the jokes are so perfectly spaced that you're never bored, but you also don't feel like you're being... Because some comedies, I don't know if you find this, some comedies are so desperate to have you laughing constantly that they overwhelm you with humour. Yes. And you, you, you're not finished laughing at one joke. Before the next one begins. Yeah, and then you don't process anything. No. I feel like this doesn't do that. Um, and I feel like... I feel like the characters feel... They hit that golden point in comedy where they feel like they're realistic but turned up a notch. Yeah. Some comedies overshoot that massively yeah and it'll be oh these aren't people these are cartoon characters yeah they're caricatures of what you'd expect to find in that environment yeah these are a little bit turned up i mean obviously when neither of us are or ever have been teenage girls um i think nowadays we could probably decide we identify as a teenage girl even though we're both in our 30s i think the beard might give us away but yeah i don't think that matters anymore i think that's irrelevant nowadays okay Um, you you know better than i (laughs) but it it's it's the complex social structure they have like if even a fraction of this film is accurate about the way teenage girl relationships are i'm actually glad i was a boy <laughs> i mean to be, yeah because like this this whole thing where they have to have each other's permission to buy an outfit like permit, not ask them well, what they think. Like mm. I might ask a friend. I don't. I suppose it's it, it. That's kind of we've heard that before from people we've known. At least yeah. I have. When they say things like, "Oh, my night was ruined because someone came in the same outfit as me," and mm. I guess the idea of asking for permission to buy a piece of outfit mm. would be to ensure that you're not buying something that you might wear on the same day as someone else, and it's the yeah. same. Actual but that's piece not a thing outfit. guys do, is it? No, it's like, like dude, we're I, wearing the same shirt. Yeah, like bruh. I might occasionally, if I'm buying clothes. I might sometimes say to a guy, to a friend, uh, "Oh, what do you think of this shirt?" But I never ask permission. 
No. Like, it's my money. I'm going to spend it on whatever the I'm fuck I want. I'm not sure how accurate the permission request is. But I, they obviously, I, I know that women generally, or at least the general consensus seems to be from women that I've spoken to, that there is a a worry of being seen wearing the same thing as someone else. Mm. And I assume that whether it's accurate or not, it's, it's not accurate, it's just an exaggeration of that yeah. to then have to request permission. I, I knew two, two women who came to work in the same outfit once. Uh, by pure chance, like neither of them had spoke to each other, neither of them had planned it. Both wore the same outfit to work, and one of them laughed it off, and the other one was fucking furious. Literally, like wanted to go home and change, and it was like, "Come on now, like you're being unrealistic yeah. here." It would be funny though if she went. Well, the reason I'm so angry is I made this myself. <laughs> Primark yeah. stole my designs. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but one of the things, talking about outfits, let's talk about the costumes in this. Mm. I think something that helps with this, and maybe it's my age, but I don't think, unlike most high school-based comedies and things that are of their era, I don't think the outfits have aged as like particularly badly. Whereas no. most of the time, there would be like, you know, if you if you made this film in the late 80s, there'd be fucking guys with mullets. Mm. And he'd be like, oh, the hot guy with the mullet. And that, that would have aged like a, yeah. <laughs> like warm milk. Whereas the outfits in this, I'm sure they've dated to girls who are in the high school age now. They'd be looking at them and think they're a bit old. Mm. But I don't watch the film and go, fucking hell, what are they? Well, yeah. That is definitely 20-year-old clothing. Yeah. You know, 20-year-old is in 20 uh, years older. The hairsty- like heads the hairstyles of- as well, like... Most of them look like hairstyles people still have. Yeah. Except the fact no one's got any skin fades. But I'm not sure that they're big in America. No, I don't think they're very big. I think they're British. I think they're British, and that's come over from Turkish barbers that have come in and sort of been quite popular. Yeah. Skin fades are quite popular, it seems, with Turkish barbers specifically. Because I I don't see them in American TV programs very much. Um, but which is good because I fucking hate them. <laughs> I do honestly. It's the worst hairstyle. Well, no, bring mullet, no, but... bring back mullets. No <laughs> business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> but better than looking like a mushroom head. Yeah, no, no, fair play. I just want to. I just want to jump on people when I see them like that. That means you find it hot. No, because I'm a fat guy like Marion. <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump well, on them and like a goomba. Them. Yeah, <laughs> goombas. Um, but my the. the when they because like, one of the ones that usually gives it away gives away the age of a film is when they dress up in styles and fashion. Yeah, but like not even just their day to day. It's when they're in their fineries, as it were, like when they're at parties and stuff yeah. like that. Even then, the costume, like usually, like you'll look at it and you go, "Okay, yeah, that's a prom dress from 1924, or that's a prom dress from 1986, or yeah. you know, you can kind of tell the rough era." That doesn't really it doesn't really happen in Mean Girls, no. and there might be someone at home going, "Well, of course it doesn't. It's only twenty years. It's twenty years. That's in, a long time. In, it's a long time in fashion." Mm. fashion changes like the wind man mm. it's like as you say if you had a skin fade in this you'd be like hang on he's come a long way where's why has this mm. guy gone back in time mate uh, honestly I, I hate to distract for a minute but no. i just have to tell this story um i watched a film once i didn't watch the whole film i actually walked out it was at a film festival 
and this is terrible etiquette and I actually want to apologise I was in a very bad place in my life at the at the time and um, the fact the film pissed me off I was just like fuck this it was a historical drama set in ancient Rome okay. and all the blokes had skin fades <laughs> fake tans because it had all been filmed in Essex right and it's it set in ancient Rome filmed in Essex they had skin fades fake tans um one of them literally had the thing, you know, when you have your eyebrow pierced, you get the little thing through your eyebrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had that. They'd obviously took the piercing out. But they hadn't but they covered up had the a hole with eyebrow. any... Yeah, they should have used a bit of makeup for that. And they were wearing t-shirts. Well, yeah. With Metallica Primark. on the front. No, no. <laughs> Primark t-shirts. Like, Romans would have worn togas. Or, Not all or, of them. Or, or sack. Like they didn't have cotton. They would have had tunics. Yeah. More yeah, so. It like, would have been so, like yeah. sacks almost for the peasants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, much more. Yeah. It, the, this type of... We, we use blended cottons, don't we? Yeah. But actually back then, uh, yeah, blended cottons were not really a thing. No, this was full on perfectly rounded hemmed collars. You know, V-necks. Fucking V-necks, Rory. And V-necks. V-neck so they could show off the actor's pet muscles. Yeah. Oh. Well, it, that reminds me of a, a last sidebar for me, a VGMP episode we did called Noobs, where they'd gotten yeah. obviously like a cheap blouse for this woman and went, oh, it's not showing off her tits enough. So they literally so they just took it. some scissors and cut the front of this blouse. you could blouse. see and in the film. See, yeah, yeah it, there was no stitching. There was nothing. They literally just snipped it with some scissors badly as well. It so wasn't you could even, see more boobage. Yeah, and you're just like, guys, are you that desperate? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, but um, there was none of that shit in this film. Yeah. Uh, this, I think this... the only ageing that this has done, really, touch wood, is some of the language that you wouldn't use these days, like yeah. the R word. The R word is said uh, mostly by it's... Regina George. I think it's only it's said... said twice. No, it? it's way more than twice. It's oh. something like six or seven times. What uh, did you think about the... So... The gay representation's not great. No, so we've got one gay confirmed person. There is, the... and he's mega stereotyped. He's mega stereotyped. There's no one for him to play off of either. Um, like in terms of, there's no other gay people, or at least confirmed gay people, and he doesn't even seem to be around other gay people. His That's... one, his only friend is a woman who is written down to yeah. be like, the D word for lesbianism, um, and yet. But she isn't. She's, but she isn't. No. And in order to give him a payoff for being a good friend throughout the film, he gets a kiss with the girl, which is then played as a joke. It's like, oh, no, that was disgusting. Yeah. But it's like, but he doesn't actually get a payoff. Uh, I was... Yeah, I mean, he's not a big enough character he's, to get one. No, he's I, really I, a I comic actually, relief, I, but yeah, I did find I like it weird that, that he's the only... Bur- yeah. Like, surely if there's well, more than one gay person in the school, he would at least know they are, acknowledge yeah. them. Even if they're not friends, I don't think, yeah. you know... It's not going to be a monolith. So, but it just seemed to be, I'm yeah. the only gay in the village sort so of job. One of the things I want to praise me and girls for is we currently are living in an age where there's a big focus on female-led film, yeah? Mm. And some of it is done well. But by and large, we kind of agree it's being done badly. Yeah, there's a lot of... Do um, it, doing it's not a problem. Like no, I, no, no. I encourage them to do it, but it's being done badly. Mean Girls is an example of it being done right. There are barely any male characters in this film, but it doesn't feel like men were excluded. No. It just feels natural to the story. Yeah, and it's, it's quite interesting because they're not... 
while while young men tend to be sort of written off as comic relief for the most part, the older male characters are given quite good parts, other than the paedophilic coach. Mm. Uh, <laughs> obviously, that that with that aside. That is the best part of the film, though, when when he walks up to him and he goes, Coach Carr, step away from the underage girls. And he just kind of holds his hands up like, oh, shit, I'm rumbled. But you've got her dad. Yeah, played Uh, by Neil Flynn from Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. um, Always good to see him. There's also the teacher, uh, the headmaster, sorry, of the school. Yeah, yeah. That's Um, Tim Meadows, isn't it? Yes. Who I, I, I hadn't really seen him much before. Except for in Brooklyn Nine Nine, where he plays Jacob the uh, cannibal, and the headmaster has several good lines. Not only you know step away from the <laughs> underage it's girls, the, it's but... the fact that his first reaction when the fight, you know, when the big fight breaks out yeah, with yeah, the burn yeah. buck, his first reaction is to grab a baseball bat. He's the way he berates the girls in the um, assembly hall and things mm. like that. That character's really funny. The <laughs> actor's really good in the role, and I quite yeah. like the character. I do. When the girl says to him, uh, when he's on about, tell us about a time someone said something mean to you, and it's that someone said something mean to her because of the extra large tampons, and she goes, it's not my fault if I've got a heavy flow and a wide-set vagina. <laughs> and it cuts back to him, and he just goes, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do you think of... The direction in this film and the cinematography. Maybe we should talk about that. Um, I think it's good. Uh, mm. It's not mega, mega standout. Like, yeah. it's. I think it it serves the story well. Yeah. Um, for the most part, it's filmed in a very standard way. Any director could have done it, but. Some bits that I particularly like are I quite like the cutaways when it's like. Um, cutting away to Regina George. I heard she does this. I heard she does that. And I quite like the confrontation between um, between Janice and Lindsay Lohan, KD. Yeah. When Janice is in the moving car, I kind of... Yes. Yeah, I kind good. of... That's such a small decision. But it, 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 but it makes, makes that the, scene feel more energetic. Yeah, because it, it's also taking her further away from her home, which means that she's getting more and more uncomfortable, mm. which is a, kind of a good metaphor for where she's now at at the story. Yeah. Um, another choice that I thought was interesting, and it kind of... It's easy to miss that it's an odd decision because it actually fits so well with the way the movie flows. When they all start acting like animals. No, 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 no. no. That was a bit weird. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but South Park did it, so it's fine. The <laughs> No, the one that I thought was weird is there's a bit where all the characters start to break the fourth wall. There's a bit at some point in the movie where they're talking about like it, it does all these moving head bits a bit like Modern Family yeah and you get like them talking straight to camera yeah that's what I was on about when I said yeah, the yeah. bit where they're like I heard Regina George does this like, yeah because they even do the principal don't they yeah yeah and he's like I heard Regina George is dating Aaron Samuels again <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like the idea that the, the not, that never happens the rest of the film but there's a fourth the, the idea to break that, that fourth wall three times. No, no, but the idea to break the fourth wall. 
yeah, yeah, but they do it three times. They do it right at the beginning when it's people talking about homeschooling. They then do it when people talk about Regina George the first time. Right. And then they do it one more time when it's people talking about whether or not Katie pushed her. Yeah, yeah. What I'm Okay, fine. What I meant by that is that there isn't a setup for that breaking the fourth wall. No. Because usually in a film so well, doesn't it? Yeah, that's my point. It's so, so that's what I meant was usually in a film like this where you don't break the fourth wall. Mm. When you're introduced something like that, it's like, okay, there's going to be a filmmaker somewhere in the school, mm. and this is going to be them, and you'll put the little yeah. digits at the top to make it look like it's being filmed on a video, like yeah. a, a camcorder. That never happens. Yeah, not that I would ever dream to say Mean Girls is better film than Martin Scorsese. Um, it's, I had more fun watching it. Um, it's not what we said in Goodfellas when it's really jarring at the end when Ray Liotta suddenly breaks the fourth wall. Yes. Like, that felt weird. Like, both of us were like, oh, but oh, it, it was uncomfortable, but not in a way where it was supposed to. It was yeah. just like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Whereas this just fits the energy of yeah. Mean Girls. It, it fits the flow. And you know what? Any setup for I need to film this for posterity of the school or whatever mm. isn't needed. You don't miss it. You're not, no. you know, I just, it was only something where I'm, it felt natural, but thinking about it, I'm like, why the fuck did they break the fourth wall? Like- fucking <laughs> shout out to fucking Rachel McAdams when she finds out the cow team bars make her fat. That first scream oh and God. how long she holds it. My God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'll be honest, there was that point. I was like, you know what? I'm glad I'm not watching this in the cinema. Yeah. Because that's, that piercing scream for that long in full big stereo surround sound, whatever the fuck, all piercing you at all yeah. sides. Yeah, that, that sounded like it would have been a bad time. You know who's but really... But it's really well held. Yeah. You know who's really good in this as well? And I feel like doesn't get that much credit because it's not a super meaty character. Um, in fact, it's probably the less it's probably the less important of all the leads. But Amanda Seyfried is so funny as Karen. Yeah, like she is pitch perfect at that character. Yeah, like, like you you believe what she's saying, even if it's the most ridiculous dumbass mm, shit. My, I love when she's claiming she can predict the weather, and then at the end, it's bucketing it with rain. <laughs> yeah. She squeezes her tits and goes. There's a 30% chance that it's already raining. <laughs> Only 30%? You are literally soaked. And you get the bit in the party where she's like, oh, I'm going to go and make out. She's chatting out. up with her cousin, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to go that- make out with whatever it is. He's your cousin? Yeah, but he's only my first cousin. Yeah. So you have your cousins and your first cousins and your second cousins. <laughs> but the thing is, is like... But she still goes for him, doesn't she? Yeah, she does, yeah. But the thing is, she sells it. Yeah, and that, yeah. That, that's the thing is it's obviously a stupid character saying really stupid things, but she sells it in a way that you believe the character could exist. Yeah, it's yeah, and that that's what she's that that's the job. Mm. So yeah, you're right. Big big shout out to Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, on um, Wednesdays we wear pink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's endlessly quotable. It's an endlessly quotable film. Yes, um, a lot of the best comedies tend to be. Yeah, there's like this is, and it's also one of the only films I've ever found that is. I suppose you're not allowed to say this anymore, but it's what you would traditionally call a chick flick. Yes, but I know tons of guys who love this film. Yeah, 
and I don't mean gay guys or anything like that. I'm talking like straight men who are usually only into like Die Hard and Commando and Marvel and stuff like that. Um, who love Mean Girls? It's I think it hits exactly that right balance. Yeah, I, I think the the fact that it's not sugary sweet mm. like most chick flicks tend to have that moment. So, but girls, we could we should all pull together. It kind of has a moment like that, but it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, because it's still wrapped up in the meanness of it. So you can kind of enjoy. The schadenfreude, really, of yeah. all these girls just, like, ripping the shit out of each other constantly, even during what should normally be the sugary sweet moments. Yeah. Um, I think it... Pl- yeah, it, where, where the script is strong and where it maintains is the fact that it never... It never decides to go, but this is a girls' film, yeah. so we've really got to sweeten it up here and make it a yeah. bit more girly. It is about girls, and that's all it needs to be yeah. to be a girly film. One thing I will say, there's a lot of talk online, and and has been like more or less ever since this film came out, there's a lot of talk online about another one with the original cast back. Um, it gets brought up, I've seen it brought up in interviews with Lindsay Lohan, with interviews with Tina Fey. And I might be in the minority here, but honestly... Don't want one. Mm. This does not need a sequel. This needs a sequel as much as Dodgeball does. And sadly, that is getting a sequel. I know. And Um, so I I fear that this may get a sequel because we are in the era of sequels. But the thing is, honestly, if if I had to, if I had to choose between a Dodgeball 2 and a Mean Girls 2, I'd go Dodgeball 2. Because there is a chance Dodgeball 2 might be good. No, there is no <laughs> chance. Everything that made Dodgeball 1 work is basically gone from Dodgeball 2. Yeah, well, but the thing is, you can't, You literally can't do Mean Girls. Yeah, because the they'll current... be 20 years later. Well, like, what, are they going to be e- the teachers with, now? Or? Even if you did it with new characters, given the current way that the world is with yeah. cancel culture and things like that, you couldn't do it. Like, people, because people don't, I don't know, actually. I don't know. That's to be fair. That's me talking out of turn because I. It's been fucking eighteen years. No, it's been eighteen years since I went to school. Jesus, how old am I? Making myself sound. How how long has it been since I left school? Two thousand nine. I left school. Fourteen years. Fifteen years. Fuck me. Fifteen years. Yeah, you're oh. a man now. But point Welcome is. Welcome to the over thirty club. <laughs> my point is. Um, I was about to say, you know, kids aren't that mean anymore because they're all super body positive and what. But what do I know? I don't know. For all I'm, kids have been mean for centuries. I'm sure they still find new ways to be mean. Yeah. Um, even if it's not with body positivity and stuff like that. So, fuck it. Do Mean Girls too if you want. Nothing we say on this show is gonna make or break the decision to do Mean Girls too. Is Maybe it? Maybe they could call it Mean Gems or Z or whatever the. Well, you know what the gender you know neutral pronoun is. Yeah, Zer. Zer means. Do, well, do you know what's popular at the minute is gender flipping classic comedies. They've yeah. just done what men want instead of what women want. Fuck it. Let's get Mean did Boys. Do we need a what men want? No, we didn't. But we've got one anyway. Oh, okay. Um. Let's let's do a Mean Boys. Mean Boys. Mean Boys. That's just uh, jackass. I feel like Mean Boys. <laughs> I feel like Mean Boys is a much more violent film. So I feel like men don't men aren't b- bitchy like this. Men fight. So it would just be it would be people know, bullying actually. another kid. I don't, you know what? I don't know because 
Okay, let, let's let's premise the idea of a Mean Boys. Mm. So Men who, don't... Who's in our Mean Boys film? Mean Boys. Uh, they're all such mean boys. Yeah, no, we'll do it with a bunch of femboys. No, 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 no. The, the thing is, boys can be mean, but they're not bitchy in this same way as girls well, it's are. It's manipulative. But it would be pranks. Yeah. And I don't just mean pranks where it's like, well, we'll give her this bar and it'll make her fat. Even though that didn't actually happen. That's one of the downsides it's of the It's that film. stuff where you prank them it's, and you're like, I'm just joking, bro. It's just yeah. banter. I oh, oh, banter. The banter the culture. That yeah. would No, actually, that was quite an interesting one Bance, to go bro, with. Bants, bro. Yeah. It's, it'd, it'd, be like, it'd be like that video we saw of Vin Diesel. So it'd just be called Bants Bros. Yeah. It'd be like that video we saw. I don't know if it was me and you or if it was me and Benton. But it was announcing Fast and Furious 10 and it's Vin Diesel and Jason Momoa chatting. No, it, must um, be, it must be with Ben and I haven't right. seen it. Vin Diesel blatantly hates Jason Momoa. Like, well, so Jason Momoa, it was obviously cool as fuck. Jason Momoa is literally like sitting next to him, but like just above him because he's like sitting on the rim of the car sort of thing. Right. Um, and he keeps doing that thing. And did you ever notice that some guys do this and it's very obnoxious? He keeps doing that thing where he's slapping Vin Diesel on the back while he's laughing, but clearly slapping him really hard. And Vin Diesel's and and uh, like men do that as like a a show of power dominance yeah. thing, don't they? Vin Diesel's clearly like infuriated. I mean, he's I'd like, be getting just... pissed off if someone was smacking my back really hard. Yeah, as but well. it's because he knows he's not king of the castle anymore. Because he's is he... it, or is it just that someone's beating his back? Because he sat there thinking, "Fucking, I just got rid of the rock. Now I've got this dude." Or it might just be someone smacking no, him on the back. Vin Diesel's insecure as fuck. It's I'm, definitely I'm not. That I'm thing. not saying he's not. I don't know that he is either, but. Honestly, if someone was beating you up, you'd probably have the he same had it. Problem. He had it written in his contract that The Rock couldn't throw more punches than he did. No, no, no. That, again, we know he's okay, insecure. That, that's fine. That's fine. But I'd still be getting pissed off if someone's smacking me on the back. Oh yeah, it's horrible. And that's what I said when I said it's an obnoxious thing to yeah. do. Something like that would be in a Mean Boys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It would be like that. Oh, I'm just bantering with you, mate. It's just bants. Be, oh, don't also, get upset how about would you that. do it? Because you'd have to have someone who is naturally a nerdy guy. Who could fit it suddenly fit in with the jocks, but with mean girls, it kind of works because the only prerequisite is you have to be born with the lucky lottery of being pretty. But that doesn't really work for men, you can't just be pretty and they go, Whoa, you're a jock, man! You know, Tom Holland, he's not a jock, he's not jock material. I mean, did you see the bit in Uncharted where he took his shirt off, mate? He's ripped, but he's not big. Yeah. A jock needs to be someone like someone who would do American football. Yeah, but we don't have those in Britain. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, Me, why we, am I making this in Britain? Yeah, We're you're this the one. You hate British comedies. Let's get yeah. away from Britain. For I kind sake. of feel like Mean Boys is in between us, to be honest. In Britain, like British Mean Boys. Is this in is why we don't. Us. This is why we don't do. Because this is why we don't do comedies in Britain anymore. That, we can't what, write comedies yeah. in Britain. Because that what's his face? Um, I can't remember the character's it's not a comedy. It's a I, tragedy. I can't remember the characters' names in in between us. Is it Jay? Why would I know? Um, but there's he's... the tall one. There's the, yeah, not the tall one. The one the with dirt, the mop hair. There's the dirty one. Yeah, that. There's one. the really boring looking one, and then there's the nerd. It's that. It's that one. The the, the dirty, dirty one with one. the mop of hair. Right. He's very much that sort of. They're meant to be his friends, but he's constantly putting them down. Yeah. And slagging them off. Right. That is actually what it would be if it was British Mean Boys. It'd just be like, oh, you. What's matter, mate? You gay? And then when they get upset, whoa, why are you coming at me, bro? Why are you coming at me? I'm just bantering, mate. Britain hasn't written any decent TV comedies for nearly 20 years. 
10 years. 10 years. All right, fine. Maybe I don't I'm know. When, when, did, when did Graham Linnan become unacceptable? <laughs> IT Crowd is probably the last good British comedy. I agree. And IT even Crowd that brilliant. started flirting the line with the trans episode. But at least... At the very I thought least, you said you were from Iran. <laughs> but at the very least, the show in general was funny. Mm. But other than, after that, we... They, there isn't a single funny British comedy. To be honest, I don't really like British comedy. Mrs. Brown's Boys is not yeah, high garbage. art. The Inbetweeners is garbage. Like we've got good in comedians. Inbetweeners was before good... IT Crowd anyway, I think. And it's also garbage. Like the IT Crowd is, is basically a last stop out. Red yeah. Dwarf is still being made a lot. Red Dwarf. Yeah, but isn't New Red Dwarf all shit? Apparently, no, it's not all shit. There's some no. shit in it, but this it's actually all right. I like. I, I like Modern Dwarf still. Right. I have still has it. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it, but apparently that Friday night dinner was very funny. Apparently, yeah. Someone, but I, I saw images of that. Didn't like the idea of it. It's because someone was like, "Oh, you'll like this," and it was a dirty-looking guy with really wonky glasses and a dog, and I was like, in an anorak, and I'm like, that "What Friday night dinner?" I think that's the one that they said it was. Oh, no, that's a different one. Friday Night Dinner, I never watched because I can't relate to it. I've never had a family dinner. We don't eat (laughs) together. I'm I'm not even joking. We don't eat together like that. Mm. We we get our food and we all get banished to our own separate rooms to sit and watch TV while we eat. Damn. But no, British comedy's dead, so it would have to be an American one. Mm. Because there is no good British comedy anymore. To be honest, American comedy's dead at the minute. We were saying this the other day, weren't we? Like, it's been a long time since America have done just like a comedy film. It's mm. always it's always got to be comedy crossed with something now. Oh, but, okay, but they do still have good comedy series that Britain doesn't have. You know, South Park's still going, it's still quite South funny. South Park's You've... crap. No, I like South no, Park. No, if you're allowed to say in between us is crap, I'm allowed to say South Park's crap. South Park's crap. way smarter than in between us. Miles smarter. Is than, it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Because the, the one episode I watched was just them oh, teasing. Watch, yeah, you watched one episode. It was just them teasing that they were going to say the N word. That was the whole joke. That was uh, there is a there is a section of South Park a few years where it was lowest common denominator humor. I don't. That was the very first ever episode. That wasn't the first episode where he goes on Wheel of Fortune and that's it's not the naggers. First, that's no, no. That that's not the first ever episode. It's the first one on Netflix. Well, Netflix has them on the wrong order. Oh no, Netflix only has specials. Um, what did I watch it on then? Netflix. Like, honestly, it was the when I looked it up. Not it the, was the first. It's one. Not the first ep- I guarantee you, that's not the first. Ep- that was season twelve, I think. That one. Oh okay. Yeah, that's not the first episode. The first episode is Cartman gets an anal probe. Fuck me. High art. But there's. <laughs> I don't care if it's high art or not. Um, and I, you know, I do have full respect to Matt. Trey Parker and Matt Stone yeah. for I mean they've essentially been able to make their own private sense of humour for like 20 years now or something uh, 23 23 years now and have it be successful but I just South Park ain't for me bro. that's fine I hate the animation style and I hate the voices they do because mm. everyone everyone talks like this I hate that it's like nails on a fucking chalkboard for me. Mm. Oh my god! They but the one Kenny. that you would agree with me on is—I I haven't seen any of this, but I know you like it. Always Sunny is still going. 
Always Sunny is fantastic. Yeah. I really like Always so Sunny. You, you've at least still got South Park Always Sunny still going in America. Yeah. And every now and then there'll be a flash of genius in a new sitcom somewhere which will work. Yeah. Always Sunny has been renewed for like two more seasons, which yeah. I think takes it all the way up to season 18, I think. Yeah. South Park's been renewed up until season 25 at yeah. the moment, but it keeps getting extended. So, yeah. so. The fucking Simpsons is still going. They're but on like season 35 or something yeah. now. Different that's not funny anymore i don't know why that's still going people are obviously still watching it which is fine for whatever reason i think i think simpsons has just got to a point where it's such a comfort show that people watch it and don't care that it's crap because it's something that's comfortably on that's true i feel like i feel like the true sign of the collapse of western civilization will be when the simpsons comes off the air god i think yeah i mean to say that's the end of the era by the time that's coming off i mean already it's what 35 years old something like that 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 and when the DFS sale finally ends <laughs> means all hell's about to break loose. There's gonna be Americans listening go, what the fuck's a DFS? Uh, it's a sofa store that's always on yeah, sale. But the the advert always goes, This sale is only limited for a certain amount of time well, or whatever. It always ends on Sunday. But then that starts again on Monday. Yeah, that's that's how they get around it. So you better buy now. It ends on Sunday, but you guarantee you buy it on Monday at the same fucking Man. price. Uh, but anyway, back to Mean Girls. <laughs> um, there wasn't many DFS sofas in Mean Girls. No, no. <laughs> All the ha- one thing that has to be said. And it doesn't. It doesn't bother me much. It annoys me because we're never time... going to get the opportunity for this bullshit. Is it the size and, of the houses? Yeah. yeah. And, and this isn't just a problem with Mean Girls. This is a, it was the same problem with American Pie. Yep. It's my problem with any middle, like any American show that is supposedly showing normal everyday people. Yep. They are never normal everyday people. They are all, houses. They always live in giant houses with families who have insane jobs. And I get it. I do get it. It's because... It's funny, isn't it? They sit there and go, yeah, but you know, if you had to... It's like Friends. Let's take Friends as an example yeah. for a minute. Well, Charlie and Friends, Joey's flat is quite accurate, I would have thought. Well, in Friends, it's well established. So bear in mind, flat uh, apartment prices in New York are insane. Yeah, they're like, like our London prices. Yeah, for for shit two-bedroom apartments. Yeah. Neither, neither of their two main apartments are shit. Chandler and Joey's and Monica and Rachel's are both quite spacious. Yeah. Uh, Monica and Rachel's even has that fucking balcony on it. Well, theirs is insanely huge for a, a London, yeah. uh, for a, a New, New York, York apartment. That's what I was saying. Joey and Chandler's is a bit more reasonable yeah. or realistic. But Only Chandler then, works, really. Yeah. Joey gets one or two jobs every now and again. Yeah. And it's constantly uh, mentioned that he owes him money. It's constantly mentioned that m- they even make a joke of it, don't they? I must be it's one of the best jokes is when they're all talking about how their bosses hate them. Yeah. And they go, Maybe it's a universal thing. And Joe goes, maybe it's because you're all here in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, so none of them are good employees. No. And yet they can all afford this stuff. And the thing is, though, the show would be shit if it was actually... If it was really realistic, yeah. Yeah, because they'd be living in shitty, cramped apartments. They'd barely see each other during work time. Yeah, barely making ends meet. It is an interesting thing that's not not to get into with Mean Girls, but it is an interesting thing that if you were to do a film actually about or a show actually about the you know the everyday man or woman, we don't want to do that because it's it's too horrible to watch. 
it yeah. will upset the middle class too much to be like, oh shit, this is I, how they live. I think it's because usually those sort of films, they try and make them aspirational. Yeah. And there's nothing aspirational about living in a shed. Mm. You know, apart from if you watch uh, The World's Fastest Indian, of course, mm. that's pretty inspirational about a man living in a shed. Right. But um, The World's Fastest Indian being a motorbike not a man you've explained this before yeah just in case anyone doesn't know because anytime i i have to assume that someone may be listening to these out of order true true. (laughs) they'll be like anthony hopkins is the world's fastest indian yeah is um (laughs) but yeah that was one thing is like all the apartments are huge and none of the um no, no one ever has a normal job in a film you ever notice that yeah like her parents are fucking research anthropologists but what are they doing in America, but how many? What are they researching in anthropology? How many? How many Anthrop- research anthropologists do you know? The actual statistical likelihood is her parents work in a fucking office or something like that. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a website somewhere I don't know where, so don't ask me. Oh, her mum? No, it stated that her mum got a job in a university. That's why they right. came back. There is a website that lists all the films. I think the mo- the most common job film characters have is architect. Right. And it lists all the different architect characters there are in film and TV, and then how many architect positions there actually are in America. And it's it's insane. Like, your chances of meeting an architect are like one in a million, let's so, say. So I know an architect. Right. And something that's not really well known about architects... Is most of them actually do very boring work. Well, not, no, that's not what I was going to go with, no. actually. But, yeah. Because in America, it's always they're designing a brand new super skyscraper yeah, yeah. or something like but that. But, no, often it's, it's it's regulations on building construction. Yeah. Um, and how to, you know, how you're going to put in the vents for the aircon system to work properly in this office. You know, it's, it's not usually, you know, as you say, building the fucking massive buildings that yeah. Spider-Man is going to swing on. Yeah. There's... But no, it, the thing that most people don't understand about architects is you're not actually able, you can't legally call yourself an architect unless you've actually gone through all the training. It's like you couldn't call yourself a doctor mm. unless you've got all the training. The reason being, it's, it's essentially, it's a doctor, it's eight years. Yeah. Uh, you have to study for eight years to be an architect and you have to be signed off before you can call yourself an architect. Uh, so it, it is essentially a doctorate. Yeah. But we don't name it as such. The reason you'll never really meet many an architect is because, well, if you didn't go to the, to the doctors for your health, mm. you probably wouldn't really meet many doctors either. No. You know, it's that you they're just yeah. not there's so few of them. It's weird for me because I work in a hospital, I'm surrounded by doctors all yeah. the time. But that's and a, I forget yeah. that actually in your real life you don't meet them very often. Yeah. Like if if you lived further from the hospital, obviously, and your day job was you worked in McDonald's. Yeah. Even if you did meet a doctor, you wouldn't know it. Yeah. And the likelihood is you wouldn't meet that many. Yeah. But where obviously you work in the hospital, it's a daily occurrence. Yeah. But for the most for most people, meeting a doctor, unless they go to check up their health, and that's to check up their health, that's something they will do. Most people aren't going to be able to hire an architect yeah. unless they work for a building firm or they work for uh, some big business company where an architect would be required for some reason or another for sign-offs. Because how many yeah. mothers are a perfect example? How many mother? Everyone's got an exciting job. 
None of them just work in a yeah, supermarket. Ted Mosby is an architect, Ted, isn't he? Ted's an architect. Barney's a high-powered executive at a company that makes weapons of mass destruction. Yep. Uh, Marshall's a lawyer. Yep, and he ends Ro- up working for the same company as Barney. Yeah. Robin's a TV news reporter. Yep. And Lily's a kindergarten teacher. That's the closest to a normal job, yeah. quote unquote. And yet these but people them... all meet each other yeah. and know each other all but in one But none of them bundle. work in supermarkets. No. When, if I don't think I've ever seen a film where someone just works in a supermarket. The closest is maybe Shaun of the Dead, where he literally just works in a store and hates his job. Yeah, it's a British people, like British film will do it because we're a bit more... Social realism. Yeah, and we're like, we just wouldn't really buy into a British film where we're like, oh, here's the architect. And, you know, unless we were talking about Poshetonians in a way, yeah. we would, if we were looking at class structure, if we were talking about the upper class, maybe we would. But the different, yeah, if we're talking about this is a, just an ordinary guy having an ordinary job doing ordinary things, it's like, and he's an architect. All the people. So many people. Uh, okay, I think we've probably said yeah. all we can about Mean Girls. So, has it changed your mind? No, I, I still love this film. I will still watch it again at some point. Phenomenal. Yeah. I I would probably watch it again, actually. Uh, I enjoyed myself. It's not one of my favourite films. No. But, I tell you what, it's a, good, it's a damn good time. Mm. And I didn't expect it to be that much fun. No. So, I was, I was pr- very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Have you seen Mean Girls? What did you think about Mean Girls? Please feel free to drop us an email at info.impalafilms at gmail.com or over on our Facebook page at Impala Revolution or find us on Twitter at The Impala Films. Um, you can also catch us, uh, myself and Rory, that is, over on VGMP, the video game movie podcast, where we break down video game movies plot point by plot point uh, and take the mick, usually. Uh, sometimes we're a bit more respectful, but let's be honest, most of them are garbage. I'm a virgin, so, sir. <laughs> that's from Maximum Surge, which by the time this comes out, That'll be like yep. a really old, old episode. One, yeah. So you can catch that brilliant show. Uh, but that's us watching video game movies, so you don't have to. You can also catch us, uh, or, or more of our creativity, um, on on all good podcasting apps. Uh, if you listen to Haunted the Audio Drama, which is a full cast, multi-episode audio drama, currently airing its second season, uh, created by myself. Uh, I'm the lead writer for the show, I play the main character, uh, my colleague Benton also writes many of the episodes, and Rory here uh, plays a recurring role in the show, and uh, has guest written an episode for season two, uh, which will be airing shortly, uh, if I probably will be airing by the time this comes out, uh, and that is sort of an X-Files meets Doctor Who type show, so please feel free to check that out, in the meantime... We would absolutely love it if you could like, share, subscribe, etc., etc. Please leave us a review if you can. They are hugely helpful with getting us bumped up the algorithm so we like show up on the front page, things like that, um, and hopefully attract a bigger audience. Thank you very much for joining us. That is a wrap on Mean Girls.